Our brief encouragement this morning, uh, for that I would like to share about caring for one another in crisis or trauma. So I'm thinking about any individual crisis or trauma or tragedy or suffering that any of us might face. Um, I'm aware of a lot that are going on in the lives of people in our community right now. Uh, everything from lost loved ones to strained relationships, mental health push to the brink, transitions to a new stage of life, and you know that happening in the midst of COVID, which is just hard. Uh, so I'm aware of a lot of these, and I have these in mind, these individual crises and, and traumas, but I also have in mind collective traumas, if we can um, think about that for a moment. Uh, it doesn't feel hard right now. So the individual trauma of one family, Jacob Blake's, uh, highlights for us, again, the collective trauma of all Black people in America who feel this ever-present post-traumatic stress of being Black in America when there is so much police violence against Black and brown bodies. So the individual traumas are here and the collective traumas are here. And we may even add to that the, the way that individual traumas of personal loss due to a hurricane uh, have can come and be collective trauma that we all deal with at the same time when we remind ourselves of the times that we have lost things to things outside of our control. Or maybe when we recognize that all who experience such a trauma do not experience it equally because of poverty, because of a lack of access to protections like insurance and safety nets. And so what I'm asking this morning uh, for us to consider is how can we, like Jesus, hold the sufferings of others when there is so much around us, individual sufferings, collective sufferings? How do we hold those things like Jesus shows us instead of run away from them because we're uncomfortable or because that's easier? It's not enough just to have good intentions. Good intentions without wisdom can make things even worse. So what I wanna pass on is some practical wisdom briefly here that I learned from a chaplain a few years back. Uh, you may have heard me mention it before. And the idea is to be helpful, to hold the sufferings of others and to not make it worse. So what I'll, I'll ask you to imagine is concentric circles, like circle and then another circle around that, another circle around that, another circle around that, concentric circles, okay? That's what we're imagining in our head. The circle in the center is the person or people who are closest to a crisis or a trauma. And then each of the circles working outward are the people next closest to that crisis or trauma or to those people who are in crisis or trauma. And what we're supposed to do is remember this simple rule. If you're talking to someone closer to the center than you are, your job is to centralize their feelings. Your feelings are put on hold anyone who is closer to the center than you are. They set the terms. If they wanna talk, great. If they don't wanna talk, that's great too. Your feelings matter too, but the, what this teaches us, the concentric circles teaches us is if we need to process our own feelings based on how we are experiencing a crisis or a trauma that we're somewhere in the concentric circles of, if we need to process ours, we need to talk to somebody who's in at least the same circle as we are or further out from the center than we are. If we're looking inward, it's only comfort. It's only listening. It's only centralizing that person's feelings. They're closer to it than we are. If we're looking outward, that's when we can process our own questions. So this is a simple way that we can think about 
holding the suffering of others, being there for people, not running away because we're not sure what to do, but staying there and being there, but also not making it worse, not re-traumatizing people, asking them questions that we shouldn't be, or giving them our feelings that they have to then process. And this is especially important for us to think about right now for our black and brown brothers and sisters, avoiding re-traumatizing these victims, avoiding getting our feelings out in front of theirs, belittling someone else's pain or equating two pains that are not the same, making them sound like they're the same. That's what we don't want to do. All right, let's have a chance now to practice this together. We're, I want us to still be in kind of prayer mode here. Uh, I'm gonna lead us in a guided prayer and then we're gonna sing one more song uh, together just to kind of uh, have this space. Uh, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna use this concentric circles to lead us into prayer. I want you, as we begin here, to uh, consider a personal crisis or a suffering or a collective trauma like police violence toward black and brown uh, brothers and sisters in America right now. But some kind of suffering where you just imagine, okay, this is who I know who's at the center. And then we're gonna work ourselves out and we're gonna consider how we can ask God to help us hold this suffering with those who are in pain right now. All right, so consider suffering, Take a moment to kind of consider it. Sadly, we're, we're in a season of life where it is, it's not hard for us to, to think, we don't have to think long to come up with a, a trauma or something that we're not so far away from. So let me take us into prayer. If you'd like to close your eyes to kind of help you focus and, and stay in your mind's eye and not get distracted, I encourage you to do that. I'm going to close my eyes for a little bit. God, we invite you now to uh, in, sort of invade our senses that we can shut down all of the distractions. Uh, we do our best now to attune ourselves to your presence that is always with us. And now we want to be aware of it. We want to have like a moment of prayer where we're more in touch with the fact that there is a God uh, who is a, uh, a God of love at the center of all things and that we can access you by your spirit. So we just allow us now to, to find ourselves in a prayerful space. And I pray a special blessing on all of us who uh, do not have full ability to shut off the distractions around us, the parents, the people who have to maybe work at the same time or do something at the same time just to finish all that they have on their to-do list. And so they're, they're listening in the meantime while doing something else. God, meet them especially. Come and, and meet them more than halfway right now. You are the God who will do that. And so we ask for your presence and the ability to feel your presence right now. And Lord, we have in our minds now, each of us, some suffering that we are close to. For any of us who are at the center of a circle right now, Lord, bring us the people that we need, who will only offer us comfort, who will only listen. Bring us the people who will not re-traumatize us, who will not you know, just with good intentions, like come, and then we have to care for their feelings. Bring us the people, if we're in the center of a circle right now, bring us the people who are truly going to help us feel not alone. For those of us who are considering in our mind the suffering of another, somebody in our life, somebody we love, maybe a group of people in our life, a group of people that we love, or want to be an ally to. Show us what circle we're in. Give us a, a good guess about how far out from the center we are so that we can understand 
Who are we here to comfort and listen to? And who can we turn to in the ways that our feelings are raked up by this and ask them for our help, ask them to help us process? What circle are we in right now, Jesus? And I, I'm going to leave some space for us to be quiet and just kind of intuit God speaking to us. Jesus, we want to, like you, be with those who are suffering and hold their suffering. We don't want to run away because that's scary or uncomfortable, and we don't want to make it worse. So for those who we see now, given where we are and what's at the center, for those who are closer to the center than us, Jesus, what do we say? Give us the words to say. Give us the, the question to ask that invites that invites comfort, that invites listening. Give us the, if it's, if it's not asking a question, tell us that. Guide us, speak to us. Let us not feel like we're, we're just kind of floating and we can't say anything. Let us, like, like this song that we sang, let us feel like we can have a river of life flowing out of us to another person. We don't have to feel uncomfortable and we don't have to feel afraid that we're going to make it worse. Would you guide us now? What do we say? And Jesus, we are human beings too, and we have to process our own feelings. If, if we are at all in this, this concentric circle diagram of some crisis or some trauma, we have feelings. And so speak to us now. Give us wisdom about who we can process our feelings with. Who are those people who are farther away from the circle than us or in the same circle as us? And they're safe to go and talk to. And give us the words to say. Give us the wisdom there. Pray that you would bring to mind for each of us the, a picture of a person's face. This is the person you can talk to. They're safe. This is the thing you can say. This is the question you can ask. This is the honesty you can divulge. And finally, in this space of prayer, we as a church 
pray that you would strengthen us now to, like you, Jesus, hold the suffering of Jacob Blake, hold the suffering of his traumatized children, hold the suffering of his family, and hold the suffering of all Black Americans. From Psalm 34, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Mm.